The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, friends. Hello, hello. It is time for another edition of On Point with Victor. You are listening to the America's Web Radio Station, and I am Victor Armendariz. Well, we've got a lot to get to today, so I just want to start rolling. Um, you know, I'm going to start off with uh, something I don't do very often, but I'm going to make a prediction. Um, you know, I, I I am so sick of of Cheney and 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 this whole. I cannot remember that other guy's name, the other Republican that's being a complete. Well, let's just say, I'm trying to be nice, but he's kind of a dirtbag. Uh, let's just say he's being a liberal. He's being a Democrat. He's a rhino, and uh, this whole January sixth commission and this thing that's going on, and and I'm just kind of getting tired of hearing it because they they are going to try and just as the Democrats don't want to let go go of COVID and Corona and, and the Wuhan virus, um, Cheney and this other guy trying to help the Democrats by keeping January sixth alive, and. And, and there, as we get towards the midterms, and, and look, there's a slacking coming for the Democrats any way you look at it. All the metrics are showing it. Now, sure, can the Republicans screw things up between now and then? Sure, <laughs> they sure can. The the establishment Republicans are notorious for doing it. But as we sit right now, um, and and I've seen some, some, some promising things coming from the Republicans, even the establishment, so um, things could – are looking good. Let's just put it this way. They're looking good for November. But you've got Cheney and this other guy over there in the January 6th commission. They're trying to do everything they can. Uh, they're trying to destroy Jim Jordan now. That's, that's their next target is Jim Jordan. And they're, they're, you know, they're going after whoever they can. They're going to try to keep this alive all the, th- all the way through the midterms to hurt the Republicans, to hurt their own party. And my prediction is this. If you are paying attention, I know you, you two are probably sick of hearing the January 6th commission and all about January 6th, but, but just, just keep it in your mind though. Don't forget what the Democrats and what Cheney and this commission and what they've been doing, what they've been saying, how they've been trying to treat anyone who was at that. And, and let's face it, 98% of what happened on January 6th was a peaceful protest. There was only a few people that went into that Capitol, only a few people who got a little violent. Um, but I'm not going to rehash that now. My point now is this. You look at the way the Democrats are treating anyone who was there. Anyone who was there. If you just happen to be walking past the lawn and and uh, holding a uh, American flag, you are in the eyes of the Democrats and Cheney. You, If you were just there, walking by, waving a flag, loving your country, peacefully assembling, uh, you to the Democrats in the January 6th Commission are considered a white supremacist, you're considered a racist, you're considered anti-American, you're considered a insurrectionist, uh, and a seditionist. And, and, and that, that's, that's just the way they're portraying this. So I want you to remember this. I want you to remember how the Democrats are treating the people who were there, uh, most of them peaceful. And the reason I tell you this is, is because of this. I will sit here right now and make a prediction that in 2024, who knows? It may happen in 2022. It may happen in November this year when uh, the Republicans win the House and when they win the Senate back. But my prediction is going to be for 2024. 
when Ron DeSantis wins the presidency, or maybe it's uh, Donald J. Trump, uh, you know, if he runs, he's probably going to win. If he, if Trump doesn't run, I think DeSantis will run and DeSantis will win. When he becomes president, if you think you saw an insurrection on January 6th in 2021, you wait and see what the Democrats do. You will see a real, you'll see the true meaning of uh, insurrection when you see what the Democrats do on January 6th and 2025. So I, I'm just, you just remember you heard it here on On Point with Victor. This is the prediction that I will make. And, and that is that on, on January 6th, if not sooner, on 2025, after the election of 2024 is won by a Republican, which will probably be Ron DeSantis if Trump doesn't win, you're going to see an all-out you, – you'll see. And just remember how the Democrats and the January 6th Commission are treating uh, the mostly peaceful assembled protesters from, from January 6th, 2021. Remember how they were treated. Remember how they're being treated. And then let's watch and see how the Democrats are treated when they lose their ever-loving minds in 2024 because they will. Uh, you wait and see what Antifa does. And if there's still a BLM, wait and see what they do. Um, so that's, that's just my prediction. So I, I, you don't know, I don't normally start shows off for predictions. I don't like to get into the prediction business, but I'm going to make that one and I'm feeling pretty good about it. So, but, um, all right, let's, let's move on a little bit and get to some topics. Uh, so look, it's, it's happened. It's finally happened and this makes me happy. Uh, and this isn't, this is sort of political, but, but it's also a non-political story. Um, but it's finally happened, so let's all give a good hand, a good uh, applause. Let's uh, let's give a cheer for the national women's soccer team coaches, and <laughs> there it is. <laughs> let's all stand up with applause for the uh, national women's coach team staff, the coaching staff, the whoever whoever else makes decisions for the women women's national team. But let's give let that's a big hand for them because they finally removed that. Pink-haired, commie-loving, flag-stomping, and I'm just going to be nice. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> Megan Rapino, Rapino, um, they have removed her from the soccer team. She has not been invited uh, to be part of the the 2022 Women's National Team that's about to start playing in the She Believes Cup, I believe, or something like that. Some cup that they invented, you know, that they're about to play in. Um, Megan Rapino was not asked to be on the team. She is left behind. Thank goodness. Now, look, I, I, I got to <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I love it when when an athlete in their upper 80s or well into their 40s uh, can still perform on that level. And I love it when they still play. But when you are an, an anti-American socialist and you are supposed to represent your country. You're given the honor to represent your country on the world stage of soccer. And uh, and then you drop a flag and then you step on it and you kneel and you do all these things. And then you're tweeting out all over social media how awful the U.S. is and how they're not free. <laughs> we aren't free. Yeah, well... You don't deserve to be on the team that wears the United States flag. The uniform has the colors of the flag, should have a flag on it. Maybe it does. I haven't seen their new uniforms. Um, but you don't, Megan Rapino, you don't deserve to wear that uniform. And kudos to the, to the uh, officials on the women's national team. Uh, you are no longer on this team, Megan, and we have all been waiting for this day to come. Now, 
part of it is probably that she's just losing some some of her athleticism. She is in her upper thirties. Uh, but again, look, Tom Brady uh, is a perfect example. Now, look, I was never a fan of New England Patriots, uh, but I could respect the fact that Tom Brady. I mean, this guy was into his 40s, and look at how he was still performing on that kind of a level. I mean, that is awesome. That that gives hope or should give hope to anyone that's entering their 30s, entering their 40s, or entering their 50s, especially if you're entering your 40s and you're entering your 30s or you're in your late 30s going headed towards the 40s. You should look at Tom Brady and go, okay, what did that guy do and what do you need to do? What do you need to do to, to not be overweight? What do you need to do to maybe not drink so much? What do you need? I mean, all of these things, maybe even drinking more water, all of these things will, will help your life. And Tom Brady is a living uh, example of that. So, um, so even though I wasn't a, a fan of the New England Patriots, I could respect the fact that Tom Brady, he did the things that he needed to do to show that a 40 plus year old dude could still hang with the, uh, 20-year-olds and early 20s or whatever they are, when they enter the NFL and they're at the top level of their game, you know, Tom Brady showed it could be done. And, you know, I I think Megan Rapinoe was kind of showing it could be done, uh, but her attitude was a cancer on that team. And you, you have the talent that the women's team, you know, the, the men's national team could only dream of having the talent that the women's national team has. And, and that's not to say that the men's team's not getting better. I do believe they're starting to finally foster and bring up some younger players and give them a shot. And, uh, and I think it's changing our, our men's team. But on the, but when you look at the national stage and you look at the, at what the women's national team for the United States have accomplished, uh, it's, it's second to none. And, and I think Rapino could have been even better and, and, and could have, that team could have been better. Look, the last World Cup was, was pretty bad. I think it was the World Cup. Maybe it was the Olympics. But, uh, but they, I think it was the Olympics. They, they ended up with a bronze and barely did that. Um, because Megan Rapino turned into a cancer for that team. You, you can't motivate a team to fight for your country on the Olympic stage if you're telling your team that your country sucks. You just can't. So good riddance, Megan Rapinoe. I hope you enjoy retirement and kudos to the coach of the United States soccer team. You know, this new coach, he's got some gonads because he pretty much said, um, if you hate, <laughs> not in this words, but he basically said, if you don't like your country, you don't love your country, you can't represent your country. It's an honor to represent your country, and if you don't love your country, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't have that honor. And so kudos to him for saying that. Um, you know, he's got more balls than the last coach had. And I know, I know, the previous coach was a female. <laughs> so how do I know that? Because science says there's two genders, a male and a female. Your birth certificate is going to say male or female. Um, biology says you're male or female. So that's how I know there, the previous coach <laughs> was one or the other. She wasn't a male. So anyway, so, um, all right, I'm not, I'm just going to stop right there because I'm just going to get myself in trouble. But, uh, but I, but again, look, I, uh, kudos to the team for making the decision for finally having the gonads to say we do not want a anti-American, uh, so-called leader on the team. Uh, it's a cancer that clearly spread through the last Olympic team and, and look what it did. It, they, they barely were, they were supposed to win the gold and they barely won bronze. So, uh, so, you know, hey. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I will say this. I will say this. My message to Rapino, other than enjoy your retirement, if you're going to sit out there, because right now she's being a petulant child and she's uh, 
pitching a tantrum about not being on the team and blah, 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 blah. Well, here's what I have to say to Rapino. Put your money where your mouth is. Uh, if, if you believe that you don't have freedoms in the United States, if you don't believe this country is great because you can basically achieve what you want to achieve, be who you want to be, and you can identify to whatever you want to identify as, uh, even though science clearly shows and biology clearly shows that you're either male or female, uh, whatever, in this country, if you want to pretend to be something else or if you identify as something else, knock yourself out, live your life how you want to live, nobody cares. Um, and, and and I don't care. As long as you are not impeding on someone, on a, a fellow American's right to, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, if you're not impeding another American on their pursuit of happiness and their pursuit of life and their pursuit of, 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 uh, of liberty... Well, then you go ahead and you live how you want to live. I don't care. And I think most people won't care. You can identify as a cat for all we care. Uh, but here's my message to Rapino. Try moving to a Muslim country or a communist uh, China, for instance, or any other Marxist, socialist, communist, dictator-run country, North Korea. Try moving to any of those and, and, and then be an openly gay person uh, or an openly stomp on their flag. Try doing that in one of those countries, Rapino, and then come back here and tell me how that worked out for you, if you can make it back. So, hey, look, you want to fact check me? Fact check me, because you can you can look everything up about the the some of these Muslim countries, the communist China. Uh, you can't be openly gay. If you are, you might get thrown off a building, and if you don't get thrown off a building, you'll probably get put under the building. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show's hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, folks. Hey, I've got breaking news. So uh, the band Pointless, uh, some of you may be familiar with it because it's the band Pointless that is my intro music. The band Pointless will now pull... All of their music from Spotify, if they're not, if Spotify doesn't meet their demands, and the band Pointless demands they would like some Twinkies, uh, they would like a case of Mountain Dew, and uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to say the last one. Uh, but uh, so Spotify, you better react or you're about to lose the band Pointless. <laughs> so, all right, uh, look, I, 
I, there, there's something going around, and, and I want you guys to look this up. I'm not going to get into the weeds on this too much. I'm not going to bore you with this uh, because it, it makes zero sense. And anyone with half a brain, anyone with, with just a, a, a mere economics 101 uh, class or anyone who has just a basic working knowledge of the economy, uh, you would know that this this business this this theory that's out and about by the Dem- being put forth by the Democrats like AOC and and well most of the Democrats um, they've got this thing out there called modern monetary theory. Now you can look it up, uh, but it's ridiculous. M- modern monetary theory is basically say says you can spend and spend and spend that a government can print 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 spend 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 and that it won't have any effect on inflation. Now we know. That's not true. We didn't even need this to happen to know it's not true because we, A, if you have a basic knowledge of economics, the more you print, the more you engage in quantitative easing, the more you're going to screw with inflation and you're going to devalue the dollar. That can not be refuted. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your pedigree is. I don't care what kind of academic pedigree you have. That cannot be disputed, period. So I won't even get into that much of an argument right now or, or even details about it. But that is just, that is the way it is. That is the economy. That's simple, simple, basic economics. If you print money and you print and you print and you print and you, and you engage in quantitative easing, uh, which is what, you know, you'll hear around Washington. Uh, you will cause inflation to go up. And if you ever needed it, you, you don't even have to go back far in history. You only need to look when Biden was elected. Joe Biden has been engaged in uh, money here, money there. Just print more. Spend, 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 spend. Without doing any reduction in, in, in spending, and you just keep adding to the spending, you're going to cause inflation, which we're seeing now. Folks, we are right now are at a record inflation. And this is all because of Biden and the Democrats. And you've got these Democrats running around right now spewing this ridiculous thing they're calling monetary, <clears throat> modern monetary theory. And they're spouting this because they want to sound all, well, look at us. We, we're academics. We can talk about this great theory. Why this theory is called modern monetary theory. Now, unless it's AOC, if it's AOC, then she's doing something more like this. Um, like, look, um, we have this really cool word phrase. It's called like a modern, um, like modern monetary theory. You know, like it's a theory when these old guys used to sit around and look up at the sky and, and just think about things. Well, we call those theories. Well, we have this modern day like um theory called modern monetary theory and like um it means you can spend money and it means like you, we here democrats can just print all the money we want and spend it and That's, where did you get your nails done? <laughs> yeah, right. And and how much money did she print to pay for that? Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. But that's basically what AOC is saying and the rest of the Democrats. And you can look up this monetary moner- this modern monetary theory if you want, folks. You can look it up because there's no facts backing it up. They won't even engage in peer reviewing because they know that they can't back up what they're saying. And all you've got to do is look at what's going on now. We have been printing money like crazy. Biden and the Democrats have been printing money like crazy, and they're spending like crazy, and it's causing inflation to go through the roof. You cannot deny it. You cannot defeat my argument. Oh, you can try, but you can't. So, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead, David. My uh, my degree is in economics. Excellent. 
I don't know if you agricultural economics, but okay. economics is economics. But economics, and it's economics. based on two things: supply and demand. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. very simple. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you haven't got a supply, then you're not going to have demand. If you've got demand and supply, then you've well, got something to work with. Well, if if if. I encourage everyone to look up the Laffer Curve. The Laffer Curve is a great uh, way to, to view and understand supply and demand. And, David, you are 100% right. And then when you artificially screw with demand, which is what the Democrats love to do, then you're you, – or I'm sorry, you artificially screw up supply. So, for instance, the supply chain issues that we're having and all of these issues that are Democrat-caused – then you've got a demand that goes crazy. And when demand, when when you look at what demand, when demand goes crazy and there's no supply, what happens to the price, David? Up it, <laughs> it goes. goes up and up and up. And, and this it, is, uh, you know, this is why is gas so expensive? Well, some idiot, <laughs> and we won't mention name, names. Name Brandon. Sometimes yeah. sometimes goes by Brandon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Cut the supply off. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. you wonder why and you, and and the, the demand didn't change. We still no. need to get back and forth mm-hmm. to work. Right. Uh, there, there is not a when – when Biden comes in and the Democrats and they cut the supply of fuel – there is not a cut in supply in the demand. Uh, the demand, the demand doesn't go down. If demand doesn't go down, a correlation with supply, well, then you're going to have a problem like we're having now. And and folks, you think four dollar gas is bad? Just wait, just wait. It's going to get worse. We just hit ninety plus dollars a barrel. Ninety one eighty six. Ninety one eighty six. I knew. I should have known. The Texan over there would know. Ninety one dollars and eighty six cents is the price of a barrel now, folks. It's getting worse. And uh, Biden's cutting our 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 ability. The Democrats and Biden right now are cutting our ability to 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 refine oil, to drill for oil, natural gas, everything. They're they're cutting our coal. They're doing everything they can to to hamper our energy independent. Well, we're not energy energy independent anymore, but our ability to secure energy is being hampered by the Democrat Party. So what's that doing? It's sending prices through the roof. And for all of you out there sitting with your electric car, thinking, "Well, I got an electric car, I don't need fuel." Wait till you look at your electric price electric prices that are coming down soon. And I don't mean coming down; they're going down. I mean they're coming down the pike and they're going up. And they're going up, and they're going up, and they're going up. So it's going to cost you a heck of a lot more to put power in that battery and keep charging that battery. So you're screwed no matter what you drive, <laughs> and it's thanks to the Democrats and the, and, and Biden. And uh, that's it's just a clear example of what's what's going on. And, but again, as David said, it's a basic understanding of economics. There's a supply and demand, and that is a rule in economics. You cannot get around that rule. So uh, look up the Laffer Curve. It'll be a good education for you. If you want to get a good laugh, look up modern monetary theory uh, because it is a joke. Uh, and this, this is what the Democrats are peddling. So, um, you know, do a little homework for yourself, and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. So You know, this is, this is something that I don't understand. I don't understand from many of our shows be it political like yours or be it our medical shows or anything else. I've said this a thousand times at this point. We have every, and audience, listen to this, you have every ability, more so than (laughs) anybody has ever had, Mm -hmm. to do exactly what Victor is saying. Look it up for yourself. Yeah. 
and you have a computer in front of you, you have one to the side oh of gosh. you, and all it takes is you have a telephone, just Google it on your phone. You, you know, I'm going to age myself a little bit, but I remember, I remember seeing my older sister and uh, brothers, and and even my parents made me do this. Uh, but I remember seeing them have to dig into encyclopedias. We had a bookshelf of research material with encyclopedias and uh, the Thoris and all those things. And uh, and in fact, my mother. Let me let me tell you about my mom. You know, I talk about my dad a lot. And uh, let me tell you, my mom. Man, I mean, if it weren't for her, I probably wouldn't be able to read. <laughs> My mother made me sit and read from a, an encyclopedia every night while she cooked dinner. And my mom was, uh, she was the, the queen of the house, the ruler of the house. She, you know, my dad went out and worked his fingers to the bone. And my mom chose to stay home and beat the hell out of the, I mean, uh, chose, chose to stay home to raise the kids and, and, you know, me and my brothers and sisters. And, uh, and what a fantastic job she did. And, and one of the things she did well, was. Well, she messed history. up on one. Well, well right. She, you know, it can't be perfect. No one's perfect. No one's perfect, but she tried. No, but, uh, but yeah, she would make me read from encyclopedias. So, so now today you have no excuse. And I understand not everybody has a college degree or a master's or a PhD and, and and you don't need that. You don't, I'm not saying you need it. Some of you have trade schools, and that's nothing wrong with that. So you may not have a good knowledge of the intri- inter- <laughs> the intrinsic. I can't say that word, David. Intrinsic. Th- that's what's well, a, dur- a duration of that word, but uh, intrinsic. Ah, anyway. Um, not everybody has a good understanding of basic economics. Let me put it that way. Uh, and and uh, but you know the funny thing is actually they do if they know how to interpret it. Well, that's you know? true. That's true, too. And that's what I mean about the intrinsics, getting and, and into the And they're saying it at the gas Intricacies. They're the saying it at the yeah. grocery store, and they mm-hmm. may be asking. Right. If you, you know, can make basic change, <laughs> you know a little bit about yeah. economics. Uh, Unfortunately, David, we have teenagers that can't make basic change without a calculator or a register. That's pretty sad right it there. Is. But, uh, it's, it's worse but, than but the word I was looking for was intrinsic. There it is. I can't say it again. But anyway, um, without getting into the weeds of economics, you don't have to. You can go now. There's so many tools. You've got the Internet. As David mentioned, you've got your cell phone. You can go and do a duck-duck-go search on the Laffer curve. You can do supply and demand. You can look at what happens in search, what happens when you cut taxes, and what happens when you – you know, all the good things when you cut spending uh, and taxes. And, I mean, you, you can look all this stuff up. Up. It's that the, the power is right on your tips of your hands with computers, today's computers, today's internet, and your and your cell phone. So you can take the time. And listen, the best advice I can give you is to go read. Read Milton Freeman. He's that amazing economist. Read uh oh gosh, um Wallace. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget his name and I'm not talking about Chris Wallace. Um and uh, go read Thomas Oh my gosh, David, why am I forgetting all these names? I'm having a Biden moment. Um, but there's so many good economics e- e- people out there. Uh, Art Laffer is one of them. Milton Freeman, I, I love, re- you've got to go read Milton Freeman. Um, Thomas Sowell, t- go read Thomas Sowell. Um, you know, those are just some. So, so do yourself a favor. Uh, take, take a little time. You don't, you don't have to get a book and read it in two days. 
just take it your time and read it little by little. But the information that you will get from reading Thomas Sowell, the information you will get from reading Milton Freeman, I mean, that will be education, and education is power. And when you have that kind of power, no liberal or Democrat can go toe-to-toe with you in a debate. They'll, they'll try and debate you for about maybe 30 seconds because when you start quoting Milton Freeman or Art Laffer or, you, or you're quoting Thomas Sowell, then they're going to just revert, revert to calling you names, and then they will lose the argument. Trust me on that, folks. Trust you know, me. The scary part about it is, and, and you haven't addressed it, and nobody seems to want to address it, but like I said – Economics is very simple. Mm-hmm. It's not brain surgery mm-hmm. or memorizing. It, the it only really anything that I ever had that was a bit complicated was the international curve of combining all of our mm-hmm. economies. But even with that being said, the scary part is you listen to these idiots in D.C. that have no clue. They don't, mm, no. you know. <laughs> Especially so, AOC, who apparently has an economic degree. Supply and demand? <laughs> what? You yeah. know, I mean, it's she, she has, hey, we're not causing inflation. No it's the Republicans that are oh, causing right. inflation. Who have no power in Washington right yeah. now, but somehow they're causing it. Yeah. And, you know, I just. These, and that was after they lied and said it wasn't true. Yeah. But yeah. these people are in charge and have mm-hmm. have a direct action on your you, me, everybody else. Oh, yeah. And oh, just, just look at what, you know, everything the Democrats do is to somehow create more money and power for themselves. And just look at who Biden is trying to appoint as the vice chair for the Federal Reserve. Go look at, go look it up, folks, because I can't remember the name. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just that kind of day today, folks, but, but it is the wife of, of one of the, I think the host on M- MSNBC, um, who, who, you know, look, if somebody had the, 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 pedigree or the background or the experience to to handle and go do the job of the Federal Reserve, fine. But this person doesn't. It's just a, a another example of a quid pro quo from Biden, and, and uh, it's disgusting. But uh, but David is absolutely right, folks. Economics is not that hard to understand. You shouldn't be afraid of it. Uh, and don't think that it's boring, because your, your life revolves around the economy. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. And uh, and actually, I don't hate to say it. It's just a fact. Uh, if if let me put it to you this way: if there is an abundance, there is peace. And what do I mean by that? Well, the United States is a perfect example. When you have capitalism, thriving capitalism, and you have a thriving free economy, and that means more people are working and more people can take care of their families when you have that kind of economy there's abundance and what i mean by abundance there's plenty of food there's plenty of choices at the supermarket the shelves are full when you go to any store the shelves are full there's so much competition that you're getting good prices on whatever it is that you're looking for whatever your desire is you can go out and find it because there's abundance and when there is abundance there is peace that is just a fact you can look throughout the history of the United States, folks. Um, so, all right, I'm going to move on a little bit. So enough economics. But but do yourself a favor and look look up some of those things that I mentioned and what David mentioned. Um, you'll be happy that you did. Please, 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 if you if you read a book every night and or, or you're starting new books, look up Thomas Sowell. Find some books by Thomas Sowell and read Milton Freeman. You will thank me. Uh, I, I 
Trust me on that. Trust me on that. So, okay. Now I hate to do this, <laughs> but I'm going to have to talk a little about about Stacey Abrams. <laughs> so, um, this. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be. I was going to call her a dimwit, but uh, I'm going to try and be nice. Oh gosh. Did I say that out loud? Um, we'll just call her a hypocrite. Uh, did you see what she did the other day? I know many of you probably did, but some of you may not have. Um, but did you witness her willingness to abuse power and her willingness to to abuse children? Because that's what this is. When when you're masking children who have a 99.9999% uh, chance to have no problem with with COVID, that's if they catch it. We know they don't spread it. We know all these things. All these things are set hard in hard data or science. We know all of this. But Democrat politicians are still forcing kids to sit in a classroom with masks on. It's wrong, and everyone knows it's wrong. And in fact, you've got the Democrat bozo in New Jersey who is starting to um, pull back the mandates. And a couple of other states are joining him. I'm talking blue states. The, the parents are in such an uproar. And th- look, we often talk about when we when we talk about World War II and Pearl Harbor, we talk about a, the 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 sleeping giant that was awoken, or the 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 wake awakening of the sleeping giant. Well, here in 2022, the Democrats have woke a sleeping giant. And that sleeping giant is are the parents. They're black parents, they're Hispanic parents, they're Asian parents, they're white parents, they're just parents. They're American parents. And the American parents are sick and tired of what they have come to find out the Democrats are doing to their schools. Now, a lot of you will call them public schools. I will not. They are government schools. Your taxpaying dollars are paying for these government schools. And they're supposed to be public schools. And they're supposed to listen to parents. And they're supposed to work with their communities on, on what is being taught. But they don't. They listen to the government in Washington. And that's why they are government schools. And now parents are catching on to what these government schools are become. And look, the parents, if it weren't for your tax dollars, there would be no government schools. So the parents have every right to enter these schools and go before the school boards and demand that the school boards be held accountable for what's being going on and what's being taught to their children. And one of the things the parents are furious about are this masking up of the kids, the continuing masking of the kids, even though we know all the data, all the science shows the kids do not need to be in masks. We, in fact, know now that masking kids is doing way more harm than a virus could ever do to them. This coronavirus could never do the harm that these masking of the children is doing. We know this. We know this. It's, it's right there for data. You can look it up. And now you've, you've got some blue states. The parents, that giant has been awoken. The American parents have woken up now and they're, they're really pushing back on the school boards. And what did I always tell you about Democrats and politicians? Politicians fear one thing. They fear reelection. So now you've got blue states that are starting to go against the Biden administration and they're starting to pull back their mandates and they're going to unmask the kids. Uh, folks, there's a video out there you can find, look it up, uh, of a classroom. I believe it was in Israel because Israel went in and they said no more masking and the kids took they jumped up and down. They were jumping for joy, screaming in adulation and tearing their mask up. What does that tell you? 
And yet here we are in this country where we're allowing Democrats to continue to mask kids. Well, it's got to stop. Well, that leads me to Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams and her um, Hippocrat self went to a school in, I believe, Decatur, Georgia. Now, if you're not familiar with Decatur, Georgia, Decatur, Georgia is a cesspool of white elite liberals. Um, you can go on the streets of Decatur and ask them. Ask you can ask black people what they s- feel about a certain thing, and they'll just say, "Yeah, well, whatever." You know, people live their life. But you ask the white elitist liberal who who has to virtue signal, uh, and they'll tell you that all hell's breaking loose. I mean, it's quite amazing. I've seen this done. But Decatur is accessible of progressive liberalism, uh, and it's being pushed forth by this neighborhood gentrification that's been going on where these white elitist liberals are taking over these neighborhoods, driving property values up. And and it's not a bad thing for property values to go up, but it might be a bad thing when they go up so fast that they're pushing out the the, uh, black families that have been there for years and years. You know, no one wants to talk about that. No one wants to talk about that. But that's what's happening. And if you look at the photo with Stacey Abrams, she went and visited a school in in Decatur and um, she sat down with a bunch of students, these children, bunch of sh- children students. Um, Stacey Abrams, what you need to understand first is Stacey Abrams demanded that they all wear a mask, demanded they be forced to wear a mask. And this school system indicator forces the masking anyway, even though in Georgia there is no mask mandate. Uh, and even though we know the data and everything, they, they still, these Democrats-run schools are forcing masks on kids. And I want you to notice something about that picture. Look at that picture, and if you want, go to my Facebook page, you'll see the picture. Just go find Victor, uh, Victor Armendariz, spell it correct, A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z, Victor, V-I-C-T-O-R. Go look me up on Facebook. Um, you can even become my friend. Even if you're a Democrat, I'll be your friend. Uh, but you can see the picture of Stacey Abrams sitting in this classroom and sitting with all these kids in a, a very old black neighborhood. But what do you see in that picture? I think 90 or 95% of those kids were white because it's the white liberal elite that has moved into this neighborhood, driven driven the prices sky high, and uh, are virtue signaling everywhere and forcing this mask wearing. And uh, this is straight up abusing of children. It just is. And Stacey Abrams sat there, demanded that every kid had a mask on. But what did Stacey not have on? Why, she didn't have on a mask. Now, according to the science that we've known now for over a year, the one person in that picture, now you had Stacey Abrams and you had all these kids. The one person in that picture that is most vulnerable to have a problem with COVID-19 or the Wuhan virus, the one person who fits the mole to have the biggest problem with COVID should they catch it was Stacey Abrams. And the one person in that picture not wearing a mask was Stacey Abrams. What does that tell you? You people, <laughs> my friends, <laughs> you need to wake up. You need to wake up. And if you're a parent out there and you have a kid that's being subjected to this mask wearing, you need to march down to that school and demand that they take your child, that mask off your child. In fact, you need to start sending your kid to schools without a mask. You need to do that because Georgia's on your side. Kemp, Governor Kemp is on your side. 
and uh, and I'll get into Governor Kemp in a little bit. I'll get into that in, uh, after the next break. But uh, but but this Stacey Abrams business, the 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 hypocrite. It's not just Stacey Abrams who's a hypocrite. Look at what the mayor of L.A., the mayor of San Francisco, the governor of California. Look what they were doing at the football game just a couple of weeks ago. No mask. They demanded everyone wear a mask, but not them. You see, these masks are for you, the peasant, not for the elitist. Go look at the pictures of Pelosi and the other and her Democrat minions, all her Democrat friends, all these bozo elected officials. Go look at them when they were having a dinner party. None of them had a mask on, but every servant had a mask on. Because you've got to understand, the Democrats do not want the working people mixing with them. They want you, the peasant, to have to bear the burdens that they put on you. And that they want you to see that they, the elitists themselves, do not have to abide by these rules. They want you to see it because they want you to understand and get used to that the elitist, the elite politician, doesn't have to do abide by these rules. But you, you are beneath them. You, you pesky voter, you are beneath them. That is the message that they've been sending. And if you're not picking up on that message yet, it's about time that you do. But watching Stacey Abrams sit in that classroom with no mask, but demanding that children who have no reason to worry about COVID-19, we know this. We know this from the data. And we know that they don't spread it to adults. That's what the data shows. That's what the science shows. But we, uh, we do know that overweight people do have a problem with COVID-19. They should be more cautious about what they do. So if there was one person in that room, and look, I, I we know now through data that the masks don't work anyway, especially cloth masks. But if you want to wear one, knock yourself out. But the one person in that picture that, that, that maybe should have been wearing a mask, an N95 mask, well, that would have been Stacey Abrams. Because let's just face it, folks, I, I, I'm not being mean here, but she's overweight. And we know by all the data that overweight people, they have a problem if they catch COVID-19. But what did Abrams do? What did Abrams do? What do they know that we don't know, folks? What do they know that they're not telling us? Because Stacey Abrams wasn't afraid at all to go maskless. Stacey Abrams wasn't afraid to sit with all those kids and be maskless. But she demanded that the kids, the one group of people who have basically zero to worry about from the Wuhan virus, she forced them to wear a mask. And those stupid schools officials and the Democrats in that area are demanding and forcing kids to wear a mask. That's pretty sad, and it's pretty ridiculous. So are you willing as a parent to sit by and continue to allow your child to be abused and allow these Democrat hypocrites to abuse power? You got to ask yourself. You got to ask yourself. So, all right, uh, I we may be coming up. Uh, David, do we got to go to a break? In about about a minute. Okay. So when we come back, I am going to get into the Vernon Ju- J- the Vernon Jones news and and what impact this is going to have on the gubernatorial race in Georgia. So uh, don't go anywhere. And look, I'm not going to bore you too much with Georgia politics, but but this has. This has country uh, effect. I mean, this is going to affect the whole country. So uh, I'll talk about it a little bit. So uh, hang tight. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
The views, opinions, and content of the show's hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives, as a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back, folks. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> Vernon Jones drops out of the race. Now, I, you know, if you listen to this show or if you were listening a few weeks ago, you heard me make that prediction. <laughs> so uh, I kind of saw it coming, knew it was coming. Um, even when he got in the race, I didn't think he would would make it. Nothing against Vernon. Look, I'm a, I'm a friend of Vernon Jones. Full disclosure, um, I know him, and um, and you know I, I'm friends with him. Um, but yeah, I I just look, I just knew, and I won't get into to how I knew, but I just I just knew this was going to happen. And uh, look, I, I don't know exactly what they were up to. Maybe maybe Vernon had it planned. You know, I don't talk to him about that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't know. I don't know, but he did drop out of the race. So you've got this this gubernatorial race in Georgia. And for for those of you that are outside of Georgia, uh, just let me tread on your attention span a little bit because this has ramifications for you too, no matter what state you're in, because Georgia is going to be a spotlight for uh, November uh, 2022 this year, um, <clears throat> because we've got Brian Kemp, who is our current governor, and um, many of you who know me, you know how I feel about Kemp. I, I've never been a fan. Um, and uh, I, I think he's too establishment. But I am not petty enough or, or, or full of myself enough to turn my back on Kemp. Uh, Kemp has done a fine job for the most part. Um, he, he impressed me on, on some things that he's done as governor. And, and I, I have to give, I will always give, hey, look, I'm going to always be honest with my listeners. Always. And and when 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 even a politician that I don't like or, or I just don't approve of, I, look, I outside of politics, I, I have met Brian Kemp and he's a nice guy, and and I'll, I I could be friends with him, no problem. But as a politician and and where we're taking Georgia, you know, I've 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 been weary about Brian Kemp. But Brian Kemp has been a much better governor than I thought he would be, and and Brian Kemp doesn't deserve, in my opinion, to be thrown out. Uh, Brian Kemp was the first to open Georgia. I mean, Georgia was the first state. Let me put it this way. Georgia was the first state to come out of lockdown. Uh, Brian Kemp looked around and said, we can't maintain this. Too many people are getting hurt in Georgia. And look, he even beat 
Ron DeSantis. I love Ron DeSantis, and and Kemp is no Ron DeSantis. Uh, I, I wish he was more like Ron DeSantis. But Kemp deserves credit on how he handled COVID nineteen. Even President Trump came down on Kemp and wanted Kemp to go back into lockdown and stay in lockdown a little longer. But Kemp said no. So I I will give Kemp that. Um, he did a good thing, and and he handled COVID. He he tried to fight the mask mandates that some of these Democrat cities did in Georgia. Um, he he refused to do a statewide mandate for masking. Um, you know, I, Kemp has done some good things. And and for those of you who are mad and want to rehash 2020, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, now, if you want to get behind Purdue and and fight for Purdue, I'm okay with that. I like Purdue also. I think Purdue could beat. Stacey Abrams just as much as I think Kip will beat Stacey Abrams. Um, what I don't want is for them to battle out and, and hate each other, and I don't want them to, to blooden each other to easy up that pay, that, that, or, or to create a road for Stacey Abrams. You know, right now I think Stacey Abrams is going to get the pants beat off of her in Georgia by either Kemp or Purdue. But Kemp and Purdue cannot waste a ton of money and and just destroy each other because then they're going to start paving a road for Stacey Abrams, and we don't want that to happen. So, look, if you're a voter out there in Georgia and you want to get behind Purdue, I'm okay with that. But I want you to, if Kemp wins, I want you to get behind Kemp. And for those of you supporting Kemp, if Purdue wins, I want you to get behind Purdue. Because we must unite in stopping Stacey Abrams. And let's be honest, David Purdue's a good guy. I, I think he would be a fine governor. And, and Brian Kemp, look, I, he has proved me wrong for the most part, and he's been a pretty good governor. Could he have been better? Could he have been better in the 2020 election, the, what was going on in Georgia? Sure he could have. Sure, could could he have done much more? No, uh, you got you. All, you only need to go read the the Georgia Constitution. The governor cannot intervene in an election. He just can't. Now, could Kemp had come out and been been a little better supporter for Trump without saying it was stolen? Yeah, he could have. Could Kemp have come out and said, hey, we need to fix some things in Georgia? Yeah, he should have done that before. In fact, Kemp should have done that when he was Secretary of State. So there are some issues. I give that to you. But we cannot take these little issues and be so angry and petty that we allow Stacey Abrams to win. We can't do that. We cannot do that. So so as I sit here, I'll tell you, um, I don't have a problem with Kent being reelected. Don't have a problem at all. I will support him 100%. I also don't have a problem with Purdue making the challenge. Now, here's what I'll say to Purdue. And if you, if you, if any of you Purdue people are listening, hear this. Please hear this. If Purdue goes and makes and his only attack about 2020, then I'm going to be with Kemp 100%. If Purdue comes out and says, "Hey, look." We need to do this different. We need to be more conservative here. We need to be school choice. We need to get rid of the Georgia income tax. We need to do these conservative ideas. We need to make voting. Uh, we need to make sure that it's that it, it's legal votes. We need to make sure that all legal votes are being counted. We do not need to do mail-in ballots. We need to make it more stringent to be to have an absentee ballot. If Purdue runs on those things, I could be behind Purdue. That that that's a, that's a campaign I could get behind. But if you come out and you just rehash 2020, no, then then you're paving a way for Stacey Abrams, and I'm not going to support that. That's just me. That's just me. So you guys, you voters in Georgia, can can make up your own mind. But uh, but we really, really, really are going to have to 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 come together. Now, there's also 
also Candace Taylor. Now, Candace Taylor is running for governor as well. Now, she doesn't have the name recognition. Um, I don't know how much money she has, um, but she's got a good message, and you can look her up. And uh, and look, I, I believe in our republic, so I do not have a problem with people getting into the primary and entering politics because if at the very least it will make Kemp – Hold, you know, will hold his feet to the fire. Maybe with, with Candace Taylor being in the race, maybe she won't win this time, but maybe Brian Kemp will look and say, gosh, you know what? This Candace Taylor is pretty sharp. Maybe I can use her in my, in my campaign. Maybe I can appoint her somewhere. Um, you know, I, there are many things that could happen. And, and, and look, Kemp needs to take some lessons from Purdue and he needs to take some lessons from Candace Taylor as well. So it's a good thing in our republic when fresh, people enter politics it's a good thing so so candace taylor i i i wish her luck um i i honestly could support her too so let's see what she does let's see if she can raise some money let's see if she can get her name recognition out there um get that name recognition up because right now nobody knows who she is um and if you're a georgia voter and you want to look her up just go look her up she's got a website just go look up do a duck duck go search for candace taylor candidate for governor of georgia um you can look her up and you can read about her um but i i think it's a good thing so i so i am not angry that purdue's in the race i'm not angry that candace is in the race what i don't want is for Purdue to continue to go after Kemp and, and rehash 2020 because that's going to divide voters in Georgia, and we do not need to divide voters in Georgia. We need voters to stand together in Georgia because we have one goal, and that one goal is to stop that hypocrite Stacey Abrams from ever becoming governor of Georgia. Um, ladies and gentlemen, look, I don't care if you think you're a Democrat by blood or if you think you're a Democrat because it's in your DNA. You need to take a hard look at the at the, the awesome Georgia economy. Georgia has one of the best economies right now, ladies and gentlemen, and it's, and it's because of the decisions that Brian Kemp has made. Um, we're making inroads to hopefully to school choice. There is a a House bill right now or Senate bill one of somewhere in the House in the Georgia Congress. I think it's nine. It might be nine nine nine. I don't remember, but um, I wish it stood for getting rid of the Georgia income tax. But but it's okay because education is huge, and we need school choice. There is a bill going through Georgia Senate, the Georgia House, and the Georgia Congress that involves uh, school choice. Uh, Kemp, you better be behind this. Purdue, you need to be behind this. The Georgia House, Georgia Senate, you better be behind this. We need school choice. And and ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Democrat family out there and you voted for Democrat all your life, you need to take a hard look. Because if you vote for Stacey Abrams, you're voting against school choice. You're voting to allow the Democrats to keep your kid in a mask. You're voting for lockdowns. Because Stacey Perdue, as governor of Georgia, will put this state in a lockdown the first chance she gets. And, and you can take that to the bank. Stacey Abrams. You said Stacey Perdue. I mean, Stacey Abrams. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, David Perdue. I am so sorry. <laughs> David Perdue is going to hate me for that. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Stacey the other, Abrams. The other thing that people ought to understand about Abrams, she's 100% socialist. Yeah. Yeah. And, folks, if you don't know what socialism is, is it's the first step towards communism. Yeah. And I don't stone. want 
socialism in Georgia or any place else for that matter. But Stacey Abrams, because she's never really done anything, she's I've known her for too many years since I moved here, and she was a wannabe reporter at Channel 11. And, you know, she wasn't any good there. She hadn't been any good in politics. She hadn't been any good in anything that she's tried. And we just can't let someone in like her into any kind of position. And the only way that she's gotten where she has, and I won't go into it, but you can figure it out. <laughs> right. Well, no, you're right. And, and look, it's as simple as I was saying. If you, if you want the, the, the chance to be put into lockdowns, vote for Stacy. If you want your kids in masks, vote for Stacy. If you want, um, higher taxes, vote for Stacy. If you want, um, restrictions just about on everything and regulations, vote for Stacy. Uh, if you want to slow down the Georgia economy, vote for Stacy. If you want more crime, vote for Stacy. If you want to be like California or Manhattan, vote for Stacy. But if you like, the the fact that you have a job in Georgia, if you like the fact that Georgia is prospering, then you better vote for either Kemp or Purdue or whoever, whichever one is the victor, uh, and faces Stacey Abrams. Uh, and I don't care if you've never voted for a Republican in your life; y- y- you don't want Stacey Abrams because if you vote for Stacey Abrams, you're voting to hurt your wallet. You're voting to hurt your family. And uh, and it's as simple as that. But it's as simple as that. So, um, all right, that's about all I want to say about Stacey Abrams. I don't want to give her any more airtime. Um, but I will say this: um, Brian Kemp, uh, if you if you're supporting him, and if Purdue wins, you you got to support Purdue. If if Purdue and all you supporters of Purdue, if Kemp wins, we got to get behind Kemp uh, because we have to unite to beat Stacey Abrams. That's all there is to it. We cannot let ourselves be divided uh, because, trust me, the Democrats sit back and they love it. They love it when they see um, the establishment Republicans in Georgia start dividing themselves uh, between a, an establishment voter and a Trump voter. They love it. And we can't allow this to happen, folks. We cannot allow it to happen. Now, look, I didn't really get into, I wanted to get into the uh, Canadian truck driver, the freedom truck driver movement, uh, because that may be coming to a state near you soon. I wanted to get into that, but I can't get into it. I wanted to get into a little bit more about Joe Rogan. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things I didn't get into, so uh, stay tuned. Next week, I'll get into some of that, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun next week. You guys have a great week. You stay tuned. Roger B. with Locked and Loaded is Woo-hoo. up next. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.